लर्नर्स दिस इज खुशबू अनेजा एंड वेलकम टू माय पॉडकास्ट द लिट लड़की सीजन 2 लेट्स पुट लिटिल लिटरेचर टुगेदर इट्स वेडनेसडे ऑन वेडनेसडेज आई रीड आउट अ चैप्टर फ्रॉम अ बुक एंड आई डोंट टेल यू द नेम दिस विल बी रिवील्ड इन फ्राइडे एपिसोड एंड दिस इज फॉर यू टू फाइंड अ न्यू जॉनरा लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड द चैप्टर्स नेम इज द स्टोरी बिगिंस देयर वाज वंस एन इन दैट सैट पीसफुली ऑन द बैंक ऑफ द थेम्स एट रेडकॉट a long day's walk from the source there were great many inns along the upper reaches of the thames at the time of the story and you could get drunk in all of them but beyond the usual ale and cider each one had some particular pleasure to offer the red lion at clamscott was musical bargemen played their fiddles in the evening and cheesemakers sang plaintively of lost love inglesham had green dragon a tobacco scented haven of contemplation if you were a gambling man the stag at eaton hastings was the place for you and if you preferred brawling there was nowhere better than plough just outside buscot the swan at radcot had its own specialism it was where you went for storytelling the swan was a very ancient inn perhaps the most ancient of them all it had been constructed in three parts one was old one was very old and one was older still These different elements had been harmonized by the thatch that roofed them the lichen that grew on the old stones and the ivy that scrambled up the walls in summer time day trippers came out from the towns on the new railway to hire a punt or a skiff at the swan and spend an afternoon on the river with a bottle of ale and a picnic but in winter the drinkers were all locals and they congregated in the winter room It was a plain room in the oldest part of the inn with a single window pierced through the thick stone wall. In daylight this window showed you the Radcot bridge and the river flowing through its three serene arches. By night and the story begins at night. The bridge was drawn black and it was only when your ears noticed the low and borderless sound of great quantities of moving water that you could make out the stretch of liquid blackness. that flowed outside the window shifting and undulating darkly illuminated by some energy of its own making nobody really knows how the tradition of storytelling started at the swan but it might have something to do with the battle of redcord bridge in 1387 500 years before the night of the story began two great armies met at redcord bridge the who and the why of it are too long to tell but the outcome was that three men died in the battle a knight a warlord and a boy and 800 souls were lost drowned in the marshes attempting to flee yes that's right 800 souls that's a lot of story their bones lie under what are now watercress fields around radcot they grow watercress harvest it grate it up and send it to the towns on barges but they don't eat it it's bitter they complain so bitter it bites you back and besides who wants to eat leaves nourished by ghosts when a battle like that happens on your doorstep and the dead poison your drinking water it's only natural that you would tell of it over and over again by force of repetition you would come adept at the telling and then when the crisis was over and you turned your attention to other things what is more natural than this newly acquired expertise would come to be applied to other tales The lady of the swan was Margaret Oakwell. There had been Oakwells and the swan for as long as anyone could remember. 
and quite likely for as long as a swan had existed. In law, her name was Margot Bliss, for she was married. But law was a thing for the towns and cities. Here at Swan, she remained an Oakwell. Margaret was a handsome woman in her late fifties. She could lift barrels without help and had legs so sturdy she never felt the need to sit down. It was rumored she even slept on her feet, but she had given birth to thirteen children, so she clearly must have lain down some time. She was the daughter of the last landlady and her grandmother and great-grandmother had run the inn before that, and nobody thought anything of it being woman in charge at the swan at Dradcott. It was just the way it was. Margot's husband was Joe Bliss. He had been born at Campbell, 25 miles upstream, a hop and a skip from where the Thames emerges from the earth in a trickle so fine that it's scarcely more than a patch of dampness in the soil. The Blisses were chesty types. They were born small and ailing and most of them were goners before they were grown. Bliss babies grew thinner and paler as they lengthened until they expired completely, usually before they were even 10 and often before they were 2. The survivors, including Joe, got to adulthood shorter and slighter than average. Their chest rattled in winter, their noses ran, their eyes watered, they were kind with mild eyes and frequent playful smiles. At 18, and often an unfit for physical labor, Joe had left Campbell to seek his fortune, doing he knew not what. From Campbell, there are as many directions a man can go in an as were in the world. But the river has its pull. You'd have to be mighty perverse not to follow it. He came to Radcott and, being thirsty, stopped for a drink. The frail-looking young man with his floppy black hair that contrasted with the pallor sat unnoticed, ecking out his gas of ale, admiring the innkeeper's daughter and listening to a story or two. He found it captivating to be amongst people who spoke out loud the kind of tales that had been alive inside his head since boyhood. In an interval, he opened his mouth and, once upon a time, came out. Yay! I'll tell you the name of the book in uh, the Friday episode. Now it's time for the lit matchmaking. Today I have a reader called A. A wants to read something with a happy ending, something a bit funny, something that makes you think, something that maybe talks about death. After that, sorry. Something that A can dream about, something similar to A Man Called Of or The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexi. I have a suggestion for you, A. The book is called The Hundred-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out of the Window and Disappeared by Jonas Janasson. I think I picked it out because you want to read something happy, funny, light, and that makes you think. And it is similar to A Man Called Of in sometimes, like, few. So here's the blurb. After a long and eventful life, Alan Carlson ends up in a nursing home, believing it to be his last stop. The only problem is that he's still in good health. A big celebration is in works for his 100th birthday, but Alan really isn't interested. And he'd like a bit more control over his alcohol consumption. So he decides to escape. He climbs out of the window in his slippers and embarks on a hilarious and entirely unexpected journey. It would be the adventure of a lifetime for anyone else, but Alan has a larger-than-life backstory. He has not only witnessed some of the most important events of the 20th century, but actually played a key role in them. 
I think you'll really like the story. I have read uh, The Girl Who Saved the King of Sweden by Jonas Jonasson and it was good. It didn't make sense. It didn't have to, but it was fun, light, funny and gave me a different perspective. So, yay. I'll see you on Friday. Bye.